This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 237, recorded on November 12th, 2015. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy.tv studios. Here in a chilly Bellevue, Nebraska, winter has uh, made its way. I think uh, fall is over and winter's here. We almost got a little bit of snow last night. And we post the show with world-class show notes each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can also join us live now on our new mobile app. You can get them. Uh, easiest way to do that is to head over to HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And, of course, Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. Find the links to this show and many other great podcasts all out at the geeksnetwork.com. All right, well, I got some feedback while I was at the MVP conference that my intro is too long, so I shortened that way up. Mike Mike, Mike, and Mike Weger, what do you think? Yeah, uh, well, no, I've always thought it's been perfect. I think the show is perfect. I don't think there's anything we need oh, to change. Man, you're a, you're a suck-up host. I can't see you right now. I can only hear you. Really? Uh, so my, my, yeah, my bandwidth has dropped extremely. It has, well, it has but, really uh, dropped. It's gotten, it's gotten really bad. It's, maybe it's that, Q, that new QNAP that you have. Yeah, I don't know what's on my network that's doing this, but it's really weird. Well, so if you're if you're a normal listener and we talk about all the other things, you know, I do questions, comments, contributions, that kind of stuff. The platform hosted by Maple Grove Partners and then the the Android. I just shorten that up. We'll put them at the end of the show from here on out. But I always figured the folks that were going to use that stuff anyways are the ones that stay till the end. And uh, and so I thought, well, from here on out, we'll try and shorten it up and, and make it uh, a little bit more of a value for you. We did have scheduled, uh, we had Jamie from ring.com scheduled. Didn't make it. And uh, I, it's weird. I had confirmed with him last night. So maybe something come up. We'll reschedule with him. I was anxious to talk about. That's the doorbell that uh, sends those pictures up to the cloud. And fair, fairly interesting. Uh, Mike, You had we had done a little bit of research, I think probably both of us, on that. Is that an intriguing, I mean, for you're an apartment. So that's probably not. Right, you guys are in, par- in apartments? Well, yeah, and I think that tells you how intriguing the device is because I'm still thinking about getting one even though I am in an apartment. Um, oh. Obviously, I wouldn't put it outside, but I would put it outside my door. It, it wouldn't be that useful. It's just so cool to me. Um, I saw a commercial for it on Facebook today, and the commercial was pretty much a sheriff showing up to a house, and you're seeing the view from the ring, the the of what the homeowner would see. Homeowner answers it and says, hey, I'm actually in Florida. I'm not even in the state. We got. An, I know our alarm system went off. I got an alert on my phone. Thank you for showing up. Did you check the place? And they're having a full conversation from the doorbell. And, the police and he's officer, talking into his phone, right? He's talking, he's into, talking his into his phone from a whole different state, and the police officer is looking into the camera and talking, and it's picking it up, and they had a full conversation. Yep, everything's good. I'll check out the outside of the house. And, uh, and it was just cool. It was compelling. For me, as soon as I get a house, it will be one of the first things I install is something like that, some sort of surveillance. And I've gotten into some other surveillance this week, so maybe that's been on my mind, but yeah. I think it's a really cool concept. Now, Mike Howard has one, and he has been he's been using it now for a while, I think. And it, it, it he likes it, but I, I think he's got a few issues with it. There's one, we talked about these last night, where it's so sensitive that every car that drives by sets it off, and so you get the alerts, and then, you know, anything's moving by. And then if you if you dial it back... It only you got to be right up on it before it even you know. So it seems like maybe there's some sensitivity issues, okay, uh, with it from that standpoint. So probably it sounds like, and I was looking forward to having Jamie on to talk a little bit about it to to see um, you know what what it is and and those kinds of things. To be fair, we will address that when we have Jamie on the program. So we'll talk about those things uh, when we get back to it, and I'll just reschedule him. And we'll do it uh, again later. You know, you guys send in voicemails. You can still do that, 402-478-8450. And uh, Ted, who's a, v- a very faithful listener to the show, uh, called in, and uh, let's listen to his voicemail. Hey, Jim. This is uh, Ted from Chicago, the uh, founder of Sis Edmund Day. I'm still out here. I listen to um, the Home Server show and the uh, Gadget Geek every week. Um, I just heard you guys talking about DVD discs and spools of uh, CDs and DVDs. My sad story is that um, 
like five years ago, there was a sale on media at Best Buy, and I bought like, I don't know, six or seven spools of CDs and DVDs. The sad thing is they're all still sitting on the shelf. I haven't opened them. Just don't use them anymore. Don't know what to do with them. Coasters. They'll probably just end up going in the trash. Frisbees. Disc golf. Fine. Thanks, Ted. Thanks for calling in on that. That's what we're looking for when you're calling in, by the way, 402-478-8450. And just leave a message. It's an easy way for me to play it. Yeah, we were talking, and I forget where we were talking. Do you remember Do you remember where we were talking about CD media? I think it was at the end of a show somewhere. I, mean, I thought that was maybe home server because I don't remember talking about was that. Was it? I mean, it could have been. could have been home server show. Yeah. Fits in nicely here. I even, I even cracked out. Um, let's see if I still have it. Yeah. I, I I still have uh you know I still got oh, one of those go. schools and I've got I don't know what what do I got in left in here I probably have uh you know I've I've got a bunch left I'll, I'll never use these again Mike well, you're you, you probably never have, you you don't have any of these laying around do you Uh no I don't well the interesting thing is so my mom first of all my mom complained when Apple just recently you know they stopped they do not put CD drivers uh, drives in their computers at all anymore. And she's like, I'm holding on to this laptop because she uses CDs all the time for music and other things like that. But my mother-in-law just called me last night and said, hey, she was having a burning issue on her Mac of because she's a photographer and a lot of people in their small town still prefer to get it via disc. And that makes sense, for especially for photographers. And I said, I had to go over to my computer and figure out how to burn a disc on a Mac. I'm like, I, I don't know. On the newest versions, I have not burned a disc in years. Uh, just something I had never done before. But yeah, you're right. Those just sit around. I think my mom has like seven stacks of those, just like he does, sitting around waiting for the day that she has to burn CDs for all her best friends. You know? One of the things you need to remember is these things have, to have a half-life. And they the, the film on them, the stuff that stores yeah. your data, begins to break down. It breaks down even faster if it's in sunlight. So if you're keeping data on them, now, none of us, if you listen to this show, you know this, right? If you're a home gadget geek, you probably know this. But just remind your friends and neighbors if they stored their tax information on them or they've got pictures on them. They do have, in, 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 it varies from three to ten years kind of based on the quality of the, the equipment that you bought. I remember reading some kind of consumer reports or something, and they were testing this. And, yeah, if you lose that back film, it starts to break down, and you lose your data, right? I mean, that's that's the kind of the way it's written. So I like Brian's suggestion for skeet shooting. That would be kind of fun. Yeah, skeet would there. be good. Uh, yeah. Disc golf would be another oh, good... Go. Uh, yeah. Who wants to spend $50 on a disc when you just have... Ninja ninja discs? You could uh, ask <laughs> a ninja. the bag, carry it around, you're just carrying that spindle of all the different discs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things. For a while, people were backing them up. I used to use them for images, for you know, disk images to to boot to for. Yeah. And, and now everything switched over to thumb drives or you know flash drives from that standpoint. So it's it's so much easier to get. You know, you can get an eight gig, just a basic eight gig cruiser. Uh, these things are like five dollars now for the most part. These will handle any OS or just about anything you need. I actually the other day I contemplated putting together what I would call a, a, a you know flash storage server, which would I looked on Amazon to see what is the biggest USB three hub. And when I say biggest, I mean the number of USB ports that are in it that I could get. That would then plug USB three into the computer and then make that and then just fill it up with as many drives as I could and put <laughs> put um, a stable bit drive drive pool. On so stripe the storage across them all. I don't even know if you could do this. Maybe it requires a, a real drive to do it. But you know, I, turn it into I think a. You could. Wouldn't that be cool? I was yeah. just thinking like that would be incredibly nerdy. <laughs> now, you know, you think about today. So what's practical? Like, let's think about this for a second. What's practical? So probably right now the sweet spot are 64 gigs for. Oh, what, what do you think? What's a 64 gig? Maybe 30 bucks? You think 30, yeah, 40 bucks? I, I think 20 bucks. Yeah. 20. 20 so let's just say 25 to make the yeah. math. So four is four for 100 bucks. Um, and so you, at four, you know, you're 61, 20, 240, 240 gigs. If you had eight of them, right, you're maybe 500 gig at that point, let's just say. Yeah. Well, 500 gig for 200 bucks, yeah, that's not, you know, that's no. not a good price. <laughs> no. that's a, so I almost had it ordered on it's Amazon. It's still relatively slow for storage-wise. Yeah. There's, there's better ways now. There's yeah. better ways to do it, um, to get it. But it had always been a, that had always been way back over the last three or four years, I've always wanted to build this 
USB drive, redundant storage array. That's all built out of flash drives. And uh, it just, it's not even practical anymore. So I, I gave up the dream. I almost bought some stuff, and I'm like, dude, don't waste your money. Well, That's they have those sticks for, uh, for mining Bitcoin, and they were just like a USB stick. And people were making like, you know, you'd plug in 50 of them or whatever and have a whole, you know, farm doing just uh, Bitcoin mining. But yeah, I got my NAS, uh, my red disks for two terabytes for 80 bucks. Not bad. Right. We'll talk more about your QNAP here towards the end, but so yeah, is no, so it's not. Nowadays. Oh, super cheap. Super, yeah, and that's especially for red for those drives. Had you gone any blue or green, you know, it'd be even cheaper. Yeah. 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 No, you did the right thing. That was the right thing to put them in there. So it's, um, it's one of those things. So Ted, thanks for calling that in. It's a, it's a walk down memory lane. If you got, you might, you might want to, you know, during the holidays, ask your when you're visiting family, say, hey, how how are you, how are you backing up all your pictures? Where are those things going? Of course, speaking of backing up pictures, we had a OneDrive announcement last week, and we won't spend a ton of time on this, but Microsoft basically reneged on most of their promises to make OneDrive unlimited. So if you'd buy, I saw if you'd that. purchased, yeah, if you'd purchased. OneDrive with an Office 365, it was supposed to be unlimited. They've backed that down to one terabyte, which in for most people is unlimited from that standpoint, right? I was wondering, if you go over, are they really, I mean, they're not going to kick you off, right? I mean, they're going to make, no, they're they going to do something, really. Well, for now, if you're over, they give you a year to make it right, right? Is that what they, okay, I was wondering what the recourse plan was for the people who actually took advantage of that and had, you know, Terabytes of stuff out there. Yeah, well, and that's the problem. People were doing, they were taking their NAS boxes and up and uploading all their, a few people, uploading all their backups, and, and that that really made somebody at Microsoft mad. That news broke while we were there for Summit, and okay. I remember asking somebody about it, and uh, and actually, while we were at Summit, funny joke, it probably will only be funny to me, but while we're at Summit, I got a chance to go to the Channel 9 studios and, uh, and view it, and maybe I said this joke already. I think I might have, but I'll say it again. So... We haven't had a show since you've been back, so ah, so maybe not. So no. I was I took a whole bunch of pictures and then I emailed uh, Channel Nine Studios and said, "Hey, is it okay if I share these pictures on the web? I'd like to make a little gallery." And the guy says, "Well, why don't can you show us the pictures that are you know before we say yes or no to him?" I said, and I was going to send an email said that back that well I was going to put them on OneDrive, but I'm out of space. <laughs> so I did. I like it. Yeah. So um, it, it's one of those things where one, one drive, uh, if you had 15 gig, it's going to go down to five. If you had one, if you had unlimited, it's going to go to one terabyte. Uh, it, it caused a little bit of a stir, not quite as much stir as the red Starbucks coffee cups have stirred this week, but nonetheless, it has. Have you followed the red cup? Scandal, yes. Mike? Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. I've sent some of my own hilarious Snapchats to certain friends that I can trust. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have I have one of the old, uh, I have an old red one that we bought years ago, maybe five or six, that has the Christmas stuff. And I snapped a picture of it and put, ah, oh, the good old days when cups had, <laughs> cups had meaning. <laughs> well, didn't you see Dunkin' Donuts right after that came out with their cups? And they're just decked out with Christmas. Joy and all that stuff just all over the cup. So yeah, They're like, we still care about Christmas. But... Um, Speaking of Starbucks, uh, from a tech perspective, one of the cool things I've been doing with the Starbucks app, if you haven't gotten that on Android or iPhone, you can now order that. You can now pre-order your drinks and have them ready to go. I was super skeptical about that, Mike, when it first came out. I'm like, seriously? And today, I was like, nah, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to, you know, I've been doing it, especially on the road. It's really nice. It finds the most. Yeah. It finds the closest Starbucks. It automatically orders it. It warned me that I was ordering it too early one time. It was like. You're, it was like, hey, you're still 10 minutes from the store, and we can have this ready in four. Do you really want to order it right now? I thought, that's genius. There, it's it, The logistics of it are fantastic. I use it all the time because I work. UP is right across the street from the Starbucks. I have it timed out perfectly now where I order it at the top of the elevator, and by the time I walk over across the street, it's just she is setting it down as I walk in. It's like perfect harmony, and everyone gets so mad at me in line. I'm like, dude, you guys well, can all use that That too. Starbucks, that line is always super long. It's massive. There's one Starbucks in downtown Omaha, and it is always packed, especially around the 3 o'clock you know, hour. Like the, everyone's crashing, so <laughs> you got to get that copy. It, it uses your, it can use your Apple Pay on the phone. It can you if can you have an know, iPhone, use your thumb and order. So it's just, it's way too convenient. It's, it's awesome. And they just have it ready for you. Some of the stores have an area called uh, Web Pickup, I think, that they've set aside. They'll put it in for you. I would just go up to the counter where they give you the coffee, and I say, yeah. to go order for Jim, and they, and they, they're, it's almost always ready, and they just hand it to me, and bam, I'm out. So. 
Um, pretty cool when we think about you know technology through your phone and services through your phone. You know, I've had a chance to use Uber. I took your Lyft code. Um, have you, you've been using Lyft pretty exclusively, or or what? What's the well? I, I was going to talk about that if we had time today. And yeah, yeah. Bring it. Let's just let's uh, talk I'm a little bit. I'm actually now a Lyft driver. What? Yeah, so I drive for a Lyft. It's and it's a blast. I've only done it one night so far just because of timing. Um, but it is an absolute blast. It's a totally different than I thought it would be like. Um, but yeah, it's so. I guess we can kind of get into it a little bit. So yeah, I talk share a little, little bit about it. Talk about it. That. But so you, when you apply to be a driver with Lyft or Uber, they both kind of. It's a relatively the same process. You get on, you send them, hey, your registration of your car, just a picture of it, picture of your registration, picture of your license, and a picture of your insurance. All has to be in state, all has to be in your name. And then uh, once you have sent them that, give them a few days and they'll get back to you saying, hey, yeah, we're running your background check now. Uh, if everything comes back good, you're good to go. So in a few days, I was doing a welcome ride. Lyft does a welcome ride. Uber does not. So Uber, they're kind of relying on you to be good, I guess, and, and take a good picture of your car. The thing I loved about Lyft was, uh, so this lady said, hey, let's meet up for a welcome ride before you get approved. So I went and met up with her. She rode around the block with me just once, a two-minute ride, took pictures of my car, kind of talked with me about the process, made sure you know I was nice and cordial and stuff like that. And then I was out on the road within a week, and I was, uh, I was driving for them. They pay every week, which is kind of nice. You get paid weekly. And uh, so I drove all day Friday. Last Friday, I just drove all day. I didn't have work. I didn't have school. So I was like, you know what? I'll try this out. If I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it all day and see how it goes. And uh, I picked up some of the coolest people, picked up some doctors who were in town, picked up a guy from the airport. And then at night, you know, it's a whole different crowd. You know, it's not work people. When you go at night, it's the bar scene and stuff like that. But um, overall with the phone app, so with Lyft, it's the same exact app. The driver and the passenger app are the exact same. When you become a driver, you get a new icon on the top that says drive. So you just turn it on and it opens up and it, it makes me available to be a driver and I can drive around, I can sit in a parking lot, I can do whatever and it'll automatically, when someone requests a ride, it'll go with the nearest driver or if there's a whole rating system, so if me and a driver and a passenger haven't gotten along, we rated each other really low, it'll skip me so I won't get that passenger again. Uh, but you just tap to accept and I you have 10 seconds. It starts to count down. You'll get ring and it rings and you have 10 seconds. You tap to accept. It gives you, it starts your directions right away. You can drive to pick them up you tap, hey, I'm here, and it sends them a text saying, hey, your driver's here, look for this car, and it automatically puts it in there. And they come out, you give them a little fist bump, and away you go to their destination, wow. and then you just tap again when you're there. And it's all calculated through the app. The easiest thing, easiest way to make some extra bucks on the weekend, but the technology of it is really cool. So what do you think you make? I mean, what can you make in a weekend? I mean, what was the... Uh, if I had so I only drove my biggest money time was probably between 8:30 and I only drove until 10:30. Okay, so uh, two hours. 8:30 and 10:30, I made probably 65 to 70 bucks during that time, and then throughout the rest of the day, I was kind of turning it off and on and doing stuff, but I only made another probably probably like uh, 80 bucks during the day. So there there's not as much during the day because you know people are at work and stuff right. like that. But at night right. you are back to back to back. I was not. I never parked. I was just consistently, as soon as I would drop someone off, I would it would ring within like five minutes. Um, but during the day, obviously, I, I would park and sit for half an hour, 45 minutes and not do anything. So if you can get the timing down right, and they have all sorts of promotions of drive during these peak hours and we'll pay you more and stuff like that. So the rates do go up. It's kind of nice as a driver. I can see it turns on little maps of where the 2x pricing or 4x pricing has gone into effect. Ah. So if ever I'm a rider, I'll go into driver mode for a quick second, see where it's it's turned up, and make sure I'm not in a spot that it's getting a double price. So you, there's some benefits to being a driver, but it's really nice. Interesting. Yeah, the technology wow. behind it is is just fantastic. Oh, it's incredible. Um, yeah. Lyft though is different than Uber. When you use the Lyft app as a driver, it swaps you out to your navigation app of choice. Meaning, when I click tap to accept, it says three, two, one switches over to, for me, it's Waze, and automatically puts in where you're going for you. Whereas Uber, it's all one app. Uber, the navigation, everything is just baked into the app. But I kind of like Lyft because I like Waze better than Apple Maps or Google Maps. I think it's better. So it allows you to kind of choose, hey, which, which app do you want to use, and we'll take care of it for you. So really cool. I've heard of uh, people taking Uber, and they ask the driver, if you swing through a drive through I'll buy you something to eat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and um, uh, and so that's been another like weird thing about this these this technology. So oh, all you know. sorts of stuff like that. It's kind of meant to be like 
you know, Lyft is your friend with a car. Right. So I have a, you know, I have a, a kind of a bucket thing in the back and I have a bunch of just little waters in there and granola bars for people. Cause that's kind of, that's the experience I've had with Lyft. Whenever I got in a Lyft, there was always someone had water and candy and it's just so much fun. And the conversation's nice and you're in someone's car. It, it's, I like it. I mean, I, I, we take Lyft all the time on the weekends. If we um, can't drive or something like that, we'll take a Lyft. But being a driver on the other end has been a lot of fun too. The conversation's always hysterical. You can imagine, and it gets more and more fun as the night goes on. The conversations just get crazier and crazier and start to pick up people from the bars and everything. And it's kind of fun. Remember Cash Cab? You ever watch that? You ever oh, yeah. watch that show, Cash Cab? You, you could have like... a game show in my car, having people answer yeah. tech questions or something oh, like well, that. Well, or podcast out of it in some oh, way. Yeah. Like, hey, we're a rolling podcast. Do you mind? We're, I'm, you know, I'm talking and recording. Do you want, would you join in the conversation? Now, that would and be a good idea. It might be interesting to see what kind of conversation you get in the car, you know, yeah. if, if they agree. You know, in a night, so well, interesting. I had a really good experience. The rating system is is interesting. So at the end of each ride, I rate the passenger, and they rate me. And so, um, really, anything less than five stars for a driver starts to kind of hurt because they'll kick you off the system if you get to like a four point six and we're or below, and you stay there for a certain period of time, you get kicked off. So it's actually pretty high standards for drivers. Um, but you know, I ran into a situation with a passenger where there was a misunderstanding on how I was supposed to operate the app. Uh, when, you, I, when I arrive at the destination to pick them up, I tap, I'm here, and it alerts them, and this passenger was under the impression that I started charging her early, oh. and I was supposed to wait. So, you know, that I got a bad rating for that, but, it, you know, it's understandable. But yeah. the rating system I like because if they're extremely rude, if you rate them below a three stars, you never have to worry about getting them again. You won't get paired with them. So you don't have to worry. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, I'll have nice. to. Can I? Can I like request you to drive me with that? You can't, that? sadly. But uh-huh. I, uh, on Fridays is usually the day I drive, and I kind of go wait right by Gallup because it's a perfect. The cab drivers are actually pretty aggressive in Omaha. I've heard there's been oh, some yeah. horror stories of cab drivers getting yelling at the Uber and Lyft drivers for taking the airport travel. And so you kind of wait outside of the airport, and Gallup's right. pretty close. So that is that that that'd be a perfect parking lot to sit and wait and it grab is. people, and because you can be there in two minutes, and you can be downtown. So you've got both. You've got right. the airport, and you've got people wanting to go places downtown. So interesting. And and are there car uh, year limitations? Yeah. Like how how so new that's honestly why I didn't do Uber, because my car is. It's a really nice car. It looks great. I got it from, it was my dad's old car, and he passed it down. And But it's a 2003, and so Lyft says 2003 or newer, so I'm right on the limit. Uber is 2005 or newer. So. Okay. okay. And they come out, and they check your car, and they do, you know, they check all the stuff, and make sure it doesn't sound like it's going to die or anything. So. Right. right. Yeah, they do all that. They do them a good amount of background checking. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It, yeah. A lot of fun. Something fun. Maybe podcast. Easily, probably, if you just did, like, from 8.30, and if you went all the way till 2.00, because um, I can imagine at one and two is when you get a lot of of good, and if you know when to drive, want to drive. I bet if you just worked eight to two on Friday and Saturday, you could make two hundred and fifty bucks in a weekend. So, yeah. Well, I, you know, hey, if if I just left work on Friday and I worked, you know, I worked the five thirty to midnight downtown from yeah. from from Gallup, just worked that downtown area. Well, and I know people who have applied and gonna. only turn it on. <laughs> on their way home from work. They're like, hey, I'll apply to be a driver, and I'm already driving from downtown to West Omaha anyway. I'll turn it on from work to home, and, and they'll get, you know, maybe one ride or two rides in a, in a night, but that's still, you know, 20 bucks a night pays for gas, and, and they like it. It's conversation. So, yeah, and I yeah. think people who take those, who use that technology to take those, are nicer people. I think for they, the most right? part, yeah, I'd say about 90%. Some yeah. of them expect it to be almost like a limousine service, and they're, they think that, you know, it's more of an entitled thing. Very rarely oh. you'll get that. Um, but 99% of the people are really nice, laid-back, fun, technology lovers, you know, just up for this new thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for the most part. But for the, some people, they think it's like a very private thing that you're like their, I don't know, butler. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I need to wear a little hat and stuff. Well, check that out. I know you were, you sent me an offer, and I think I got 10 discounts on 10 rides or something. Uh, $5 for, for your first 10 rides. Yeah. Not bad. So. Pretty good, pretty good way to do. That. Did you post that in the the uh, Facebook group? I just posted it on my Facebook. I can post it on the Facebook. Group. Yeah, you should put put your code out there on the Facebook group, and I think that'll work for anybody nationwide here in the it United does. States. It does. Yep, works for anyone. And so, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, we of course we had interviewed uh, Ryan K. Parker, foodcraftsman.com. He we had interviewed him ooh, back in the early spring, and he had been a driver for 
Uber in San Francisco. So if you uh, if you go out to the site and you Google or you search Ryan K. Parker or Uber, you can go back to that interview and uh, and have a listen. Okay, uh, well, I want to talk a little bit of the, about the band too because that uh, showed yeah. up on my wrist uh, here come in, you know here uh, last week. Let's see if I can we'll get that going there so you can see it. Oh, um, that looks nice. See, I haven't yeah. even played with it yet. I didn't make it to the Microsoft Store like I said. Yeah, I would. you know what? Uh, so surprisingly, uh, so it was it was the thirtieth was the day it went on sale. And I was flying that morning, so I couldn't visit a store. And so Dave McCabe and I kind of hashed out, like, okay, so how should I buy this thing? Because last year, by the time we got to Redmond, they were all sold out. This was They did the exact same thing last year where they put the band on sale the day we were all traveling to get to MVP Summit. I think it's a conspiracy. But yep. <laughs> so, um, so I was – so I had uh, – when I got to Portland, Dave was like – I was on the train, and he was like, hey, just order one and have it shipped to the hotel. You know, it'll get there Tuesday or whatever. At least you'll have it for part of the conference. And I'm like, okay. So I ordered one through Amazon, shipped to the hotel. We get to Redmond. A buddy of mine picks me up at, uh, at the train station. We drive up to the, the Tequila Washington Mall that's there. Go to the Microsoft pop-up store. And I, first we called in advance, and I said, hey, do you have any bands? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Can you save me one? He's like, dude, we got plenty. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, we got plenty. Just, just you'll be fine. So show up, sure enough. He's like, what size? Large, boom. Five minutes, I'm done. I mean, box, sold, bam, done. Wow. So uh, we unboxed it right there in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You can't wait. It's like Christmas morning. It's the best thing ever. Dave had his on, and so we unboxed it in there. So a couple things, just a couple observations as we think about the band, too, some of the fixes that that they made to it. One, One is the clasp that sits on the top. They've made this so much easier now. Uh, and you can you can kind of take a peek at the class. They really made it easy and a very nice class to get on and off. And it looks and thick. So That's a sensor, I'm guessing. It, yeah, it is a sensor. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple sensors in there. And so that goes on really goes on and comes off very easy. Those two clips. And actually, the charger is right underneath this top section here. So there's a little charger. It's magnetic. You just suck, sucks up to the thing, and, and you get a, you get a charge for it. Battery life has not been great. 24 to 48 hours, kind of expect that out of a watch that's doing a ton of things right. for you right on there. I use, I charge it uh, when I'm in the shower. So I get up in the morning, take the watch off, drop it on the charger, take a shower, get ready, eat breakfast. The watch is the last thing to go on as I'm walking out the door. I don't, I don't figure I need to track those morning hours when I'm eating <laughs> breakfast to get it done. Um, if you turn off, one of the best features about it, I think, is this this idea of so when my wrist is like this, the watch is off. When I turn it like this, the watch comes on. So that you can see the time. So off, you know, most of the time it's off. And then when you lift it up to look at it, it turns on. So very, very cool. You can do that. You can leave the watch off all the time if you want. Or you can leave the watch on all the time. So it's this rotate on, turn it off unless you hit the buttons, or have it on all the time. And you tell I, it which, which side of the wrist you're wearing it on? Yeah, like which, yes. The bottom or the top? Yep. Yeah, there's a setting in there that allow you to do that. Left, so, right, bottom, top, so, sort of thing. Okay. Pretty, pretty cool. Ken says this is waterproof, and yes, it is sweat and waterproof from that standpoint. I, I don't remember what to what depth um, it is waterproof. It fits so much better than the old band did. If you remember, the old band uh, kind of was flat, and it stuck out like this on your wrist uh, down there. It, was, it just was not comfortable, and it went up, especially for someone with a very small wrist. It looked very, very awkward. This is now curved, and so again, you can see they have curved that piece around there, and yeah. it's actually a really, really, really comfortable um, curve on it. And I, I said I wouldn't buy it until that was one of the conditions. I won't buy it until they curve this thing um, to get it done. Of course, you can see the sensor underneath on the bottom there, so that is a heart rate. So I was in the fitness center. I was telling my, my trainer about it the other day. And I said, um, I just come off of some kind of, so one of the pieces of equipment, the elliptical or something. And uh, I said, hey, check my heart rate. And so I watched the watch, and he did it manually. And he gets done, and he goes, 104. And I look, 104. I was like, wow. Yes. Super accurate. Yeah, so it could have been, could have been, could have been lucky. But... Uh, we're never going to test it again, just to nope, make sure we it. stay, no, it's stay perfect. perfect. <laughs> yep, it's perfect. 
it's perfect from that standpoint. You're learning so. the ways of an Apple user. That's right. Do it once, and it happens right. to work like sweet. It's perfect. If it doesn't work right the first time. Try it again until you get it exactly right, and then just and then take a picture in. and Instagram it. So <laughs> everyone knows. Yep. Very nice. So on the watch, it cycles through date, distance, uh, calories burned throughout the day, uh, steps, stairs, heart rate, uh, the and date. And so with, with the action button, it's just got two buttons, one that turns it on and off, and what they call this the action button. It's the right click of the watch is really what it is. Um, so you can cycle through all those. You can cycle through all those settings. One of the cool things in the app on the phone is then all the tiles. So we'll turn it on, and you can see here. It's got a bunch. Well, hold on. Let's go back. So it's got a bunch of tiles that are there, and they look like Facebook and Twitter, and they are. And you can, on the, on the app on the phone, you can organize those tiles in any order you want. So I moved all the social files up front. Those are the ones I'm checking the most often if I want to check. And it's an abbreviated message. It's not great. And you don't type back on it. So that's, that's not okay. something. They have an app. I think on the Windows phone they have an app. But you have to have the Windows phone to get the keyboard. Gotcha. I'm totally comfortable not having a keyboard. I, I was, was going to say, yeah, I think you'd be fine. There's Bluetooth on it anyway, so I could detach a little Bluetooth keyboard to it and make it work, but it's stupid. That's, that's a dumb <laughs> thing, right? So mail, messaging, Twitter, Facebook, but the most important one, Mike, of all on here is the Starbucks. If I don't know if you can see that, but there's the Starbucks oh. barcode, just like the Apple Watch, right? Yeah, Starbucks. yeah it's still nice to have that. Yeah, no, right on there, so you can... So, and this is all... So my big question, and... and we can talk about more features, but being in the iOS ecosystem, having the iPhone, still works well with the band, though? I mean, how is works it pulling great. in that Starbucks information and stuff? Just Yeah, you pair it. So you go in there and you pair your phone to the... to the. There's an app, the Microsoft Health app okay. that's in there, and it syncs to it. And then you go in there and by, you know, by services, you connect it to Twitter and you connect it to Facebook, and you put in your Starbucks number. Oh, that's nice. what you do, and then it puts the barcode on your phone. So I had to do it. I was in coming out of Seattle, and I bought some coffee. And I bought it just so I could go. Let me let me bring it up on my watch. Right. right? And boom, and you're like, and she was not impressed. No. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. She holds the thing out. Boop. And it's it not the gone. worst. Like, oh, come you on, know, you're supposed to think this is really cool. I know. Just smile. Go. You know, yeah. it's Seattle. They don't care. They're they're pretty pretty oblivious. Oblivious. Right. The from a fitness standpoint, it's got running, biking a general exercise one that kind of tries to guess based on heart rate and activity of what you're doing and it gives you calories burned. So kind of a generic one. And then of course it has sleep mode. So you put it in sleep. It's like the Fitbit from that standpoint. You put it yeah. to sleep and you rest and uh, it's amazing how little deep sleep I get at night. You know, here I'm thinking maybe I'm deep sleeping four out of eight hours. Uh, one maybe. Only one. one deep sleep. Yeah. See, I've never tracked my sleep. I, I would probably be in the same boat. I probably think I get really good sleep, and I probably don't get as good as I thought. Although it says that's good enough. Like, it's, I got really? one. I slept like, like I slept eight hours. It was in the hotel room. It was quiet and dark. It's like I wasn't snoring. And I, uh, I, um, I woke up and it said I'd gotten two hours and fifteen minutes, or two hours and forty-five minutes, something like that, of of deep sleep, and it said optimal. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe we don't need as much deep sleep as we think we do. From that standpoint, so uh, weather, you can get the weather, lock the weather in it, and then there's the settings app. So that's kind of the apps available, you know, when you think about this. Depending on the platform, and I haven't looked at i or I haven't looked at the Android yet, but on iPhone, you get My Fitness Pal, you get um, there's a couple other apps that you can connect to it. So when you okay. put your food in, it'll correctly calculate your your calorie deficit or surplus for the day. Um, if you want to do it that way. Why, one big grief on this thing, though, is there's no stopwatch. Really? Like, it's a fitness band, right? And I And no I work apps out, you can add into it to have a uh, No, not yet. Okay. Not that I know of. So I, I need to do a little work on this. You know, I've been wearing the Garmin 220, and now Garmin has a 225 that's got an updated operating system on it, right. of course. But the 220, I, I actually learned how to use intervals to track all my workouts on the on the watch. So you'd start the okay. timer, then beep them, and the intervals would keep track of how many times, you know, sets of push-ups or pull-ups or whatever, right? Right. You want to do The interval was nice for that. No interval timing on it. So I'm hoping it's coming. That's I'm going to 
find a feedback forum somewhere and say, guys, you got to pro. It's got to be standard. A stopwatch needs to be standard. Yeah. I thing. mean, it's it's the yeah, for, especially for a fitness band. But the guys in the chat room were talking about for Pebble, uh, Misfit and stuff like that. And yes, yeah. I. I'm still wearing the Pebble, and I did put Misfit on there for a while. I didn't find myself finding it too useful, and the drain on the battery was not worth it for me because it wasn't accurate enough. Obviously, the Pebble doesn't have any sort of sensor in there to make it too accurate. So I, I kind of turned it off, and I'll probably wait until the time that I do have an Apple Watch to kind of go with that. But yeah, the Pebble does just as good. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's Obviously, got a... but not as uh, not as robust as you know the Windows Band or the Apple Watch. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it, it, the, you know this it for how many days now? Uh, two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. So, a couple other things just to consider if you do buy one, get a get um, buy the um, buy the shield. So it's I, I have scratched the glass already. Not bad, but I did order a shield for it. You know, uh, a cover for it. And they make these little covers. They're five to ten bucks wherever you get them. So I ordered one. They sent them to you in pairs. So the, that's coming. It'll be here tomorrow. I'm going to put a shield on it because you're constantly with your wrist down on the desk. It's constantly rubbing up against things. Trust me, if it was on this side, I mean, I wore this watch on this side, and I've scratched the hell out of it. So yeah. it's not like it's because it's up here, it scratches any less. In fact, you run a greater risk. How many times have you walked by a stucco building or a, a, a piece of concrete and you rub? You know, that's not going to happen if you've got your, you know, if you're wearing it with the band underneath. So I'm going to get a cover. That's coming uh, That's coming as well. I'm going to pair it with fit my fitness pal. I'll be writing a 30 days with band post here in the next couple weeks. This is kind of a precursor to it, oh, but I'll okay. be writing I was just about to ask you, okay, two weeks with the band, but I'll, we'll wait. We'll wait for the full yeah, 30, 30 days. Yeah, 30, 30 days with band. Good. Yeah. You do a lot more. No. The phone app is cool, Mike. The website's better. So the Microsoft okay. Health app, you know, there, there's if you, I think if you go to Microsoft Health.Microsoft.com, you can and anybody can use it. You don't have to have a fitness device. It's nice because it's feeding all that information in. But um, you log in with your live ID, and then all that stuff is feeding into it and keeping track of it. So you get way more tracking on the on the app. I'm sorry, on the website than you do in the app. So okay, that would be my recommendation. How much so, what was the cost on that one? Two forty nine. And there's 249, and there's only one version of it. If you um, if you subscribe to the email to my email list, theaverageguy.tv/slash-subscribe, I just sent out an email last night. Uh, Microsoft is going to run a deal starting the 22nd of November, and this is 2015. If you're listening in a date shifted mode, between then and the end of the year, $79 for the Band One. So if you were, oh, wow. this is one of those things. I think the Band One would be a really cool device to buy and then hack. Like yeah. do do some Internet of Things stuff with it. So for seventy nine bucks. Now, yeah. see, I wasn't familiar familiar enough with the Band One, but comparable to a Pebble, now when it's seventy nine dollars, and you compare that to the just standard Pebble that I have, which is I think the same price, right around there. You know, was the Band One a little bit more? I mean, features. Uh, it was wise? one, uh, no, less, less features. Less features than like a Pebble. Yeah, not, not as accurate. They had some the sensor. You know, they've added a barometric, barometric well, pressure. So compared to the Pebble, compared to like, oh. the, okay, so now price-wise, it's the same as a standard Pebble. Yeah, yeah, I think they close. would be pretty close. Yeah, yeah. different I'd form factor. Compelling device. If you have a big wrist, if you have a small wrist, I wouldn't go with the with the with the one. But at seventy-nine dollars to get as an entry point. It might be worth trying. I mean, if you want a fitness band, that's that's cheaper than a Fitbit. Yeah. Well, and well, I think the Fitbit, the the my version is seventy nine dollars. I think right, right at it. I think right. that's same exact price. But I have been saying this for a while. Ever since I got the, um, I can't get my devices straight. No, I didn't mean Fitbit. I meant Pebble. So you were right. It's cheaper than the Fitbit, same as the Pebble. Um, but for the Pebble, I've been saying that there is a market for cheap entry level wearables. Because people still don't know if they want them yet. And so you get into it and you see. And then you can always upgrade to the higher end ones. But it's kind of like when smartphones first came out. There were still a lot of people buying their really cheap smartphone versions to see if they even liked it. You know, to get, okay, let's just see how email on my phone works for me. I still think that the entry-level wearables is still a thing and it'll be around for a while. Yeah. No, I, I agree. So if you're not, if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter, theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter, and uh, I actually need to post this. I, I both send it out and post it to the site. 
and uh, I will copy and paste the. I, I just realized I forgot to uh, to add that to the average guy.tv. If you're not subscribed, that's another way to get it. But if you want to get it automatically in there, I put a link to that deal. Again, it doesn't start until the 22nd of November, but $79 at the Microsoft Store. Free shipping, I think, on those, and uh, you will get uh, you'll get out the door with that. This week, uh, big gigantic update to Windows 10. We're not going to talk all about the features of it, but uh, if you're a gadget geek like me, you're probably running something with Windows 10. Threshold 2 is out. Um, not a lot of new features, but some stability has been added. I've been running uh, Threshold 2 in the Insider Preview on a VM now for oh, quite a few weeks. And uh, it just went live for general download. So if you have a Windows 10 box uh, and it hasn't updated it yet, go to the settings and run the update. It's going to take you about 25, 30, 40 minutes, depending on your PC. It is a full update, and this is not like the updates of old. This will actually take your PC down, and the the install that the install window that you saw when you first put Windows 10 on there is back for that install. So, major upgrades, a lot of stability changes coming to it, a lot of good stuff. The notification bars get a little bit better, uh, or the notification bar gets a little bit better in there, and um, and so some good good updates coming. I haven't tested it because I just loaded it on the Surface, so I'm, I'm in testing it on there, but the Surface will give me a little bit better of a ride. So if you're in Windows 10, look for that update this week. Go out uh, and get it done. Mike, let's transition over to your QNAP because I know you've had that now for, that's a two weeks. Yep. That's a two weeks deal, right? That's, tell us, uh, so the last time we talked was two weeks ago. You had just gotten it. What have you done since you got it? Oh, I've played around a bunch of this. So it, for the past week, I'd say first week was, hey, cool, I have a home server. Let's throw all of our junk onto it. So the first week was just throwing everything over there, organizing things, figuring out my new workflow for everything because now obviously everything's stored in a different location. So first week was just getting used to that. Second week has been kind of stress testing. Hey, what can I put this thing through? What else can it do besides just being raw storage on my network? And I found out that the 210 is extremely like... Uh, just don't expect much from it in terms of processing and stuff like that, but that was fine. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for a cheap intro, and mainly I was looking for raw storage, but it's been fun to kind of see, hey, what can this thing handle and what can't it handle? I tweeted out, and we talked about this in the pre-show, but I tweeted out that I had uh, kind of done a workaround. They don't let you install Plex through the App Store on this QNAP because it says this model is not supported, and I found out that's for good reason. I manually installed uh, the package myself, and it works fine, and it, it actually loads, and technically you could get it to work, but it is dog slow. You're going to buffer a lot, and the processor on it is just not not enough. It's a 1 gigahertz ARM processor, so, uh, so not too much beef there, but I still am storing, so I took it off, put it back on my iMac. My iMac runs great, and it, I still store all the media over there. Uh, but the next thing, so I said, okay, it can't do Plex, but let's try something else. Uh, so I want to try Surveillance Station. Something I'm like, okay, it'd be kind of fun to have a, a camera in my apartment and have it be able to go all through the station and store it on the server. And it actually handles it pretty well. Now, the one stipulation of this is I did get the cheapest IP camera I could. Uh, it was a $30 D-Link, I think it was a, on Amazon, the DCS-934L was the cheapest one. Reviews are terrible. You're going to read them. It says, you know, oh, it's low quality. And that's because compared to high definition, compared to all the cameras that are out nowadays, it is pretty low quality. It's uh, whatever that is, 960-something by 6-something, I think. Or no, maybe even less, 680 by something else. Anyway, so it's extremely low quality, but it gets the job done of just being able to see in your home or your apartment when you want to. You know, I'm not looking to have a high-def recording of anything. I just want to know what's going on in my apartment. So... I didn't do any of the D-Link software. You know, they say, hey, hook it up to our cloud. You can log into the cloud, use the cloud app. I skipped all that and just hooked it straight up to the um, the surveillance station. The surveillance station surprisingly had a lot of advanced settings that was pretty cool. A lot of scheduling, a lot of scheduling for even for the alarm feature. So this camera does offer motion detection. So I turned on the motion detection. I said, hey, anytime between 8 and 5 during the week when Hannah and I are both at work, uh, turn on the motion detection. If something moves in the house, start recording. It can start recording 30 seconds prior to when the movement happened, and then it'll stop 30 seconds after the last movement stops, uh, which obviously when you have a dog in the house like I do, 
Uh, I get a ton of recordings during the day. So I turned off the alerts. I had to alert my phone every time. And I realized every 10 minutes when my dog decides to move couch cushions, uh, it was getting a little bit annoying. But I can still go back and look at the recording later in the day if I ever wanted to. You can set how long you want it to keep the videos for. And overall, just really cool. Or you can schedule to just straight up record. You could say, hey, record everything that happens between uh, these certain times on these certain days. So it's been overall kind of cool. I'm sure a lot of you guys have already played with this and worked with it. But it was new to me, and I guess my whole point of this was even the cheapest end QNAP was able to handle this really well. Uh, when it's recording, when, when motion is detected and it's recording, uh, the CPU jumps up to about 85%. Uh, but when it's just idle, when there's no movement and it's not recording, uh, it's all the way back down to 3%. So it's not using much when it's idle. When it is recording, it does um, jump up a little bit. But not much else on the QNAP is taking up much CPU anyway, so it's not too bad. So yeah. Well, even 85% full, not running much power. <laughs> you know, so oh, no, compared yeah. to power-wise, you know, I... Was to, I know a couple of the guys in the chat room talking about, you know, Mac OS X server. You could run an iMac as a server. If I let this thing run that much and use that much power, my electricity bill would be a lot higher than when that thing's running at full tilt. It's not taking much power at all. And I, But the one thing, so the processor, not as beefy, but for the price, I, uh, you can't beat it. The sound, super quiet. The thing is fanless. Obviously, that was the big promotion of it. It's, it's meant to go in a living room. It's meant to not put out much noise. And... Besides when I'm throwing massive amounts of data at it and you can hear the hard drives, you know, scratching and clicking, uh, besides that, you don't hear anything from it. And the heat, haven't had a single problem yet. Uh, so it's been working out really well. I like it. Very cool. No, so I think it's a good entry level. And you know, we talk about this over home entry level. Show. Yeah, especially for if you're not looking to do too much fancy stuff with it. Obviously, you know, this is something that, you know, in five, six years, um, if I want to upgrade, I'll for sure up pay the money to get one that can do all the transcoding and handle a lot more stuff. But if you're just looking to get into it, um, that Woot deal was for 138 I believe, but I think you can still get them for less than $200 um, and certain retailers. So. Very cool. Tony put in chat, uh, as we were talking about watches, the Moto 360 watch is now uh, $99 over at the Google Store. If you want to take advantage of that, I think they're saying the black one's are uh, sold out at this point, and uh, but you can head over there to store.google.com and then search for, actually if you go to store.google.com slash product slash moto underscore 360, that uh, will get you there as well. It looks like those are 99. I, Mike, I like, I like the current place we're in with wearables. They are very practical yeah. now. This Moto 360 is a good watch. Your Pebble is a good watch. The, the, the uh, Apple Watch is a great watch. The, the, I, I like the band. I've been pleasantly surprised. You know, people put the first put the band on, and it seems like it's going to be a little clunky, and it totally disappears on your wrist after about 15 minutes. You don't even know it's on there anymore. It's balanced well. You know, they. I think that's one of the reasons they put this in the back was to counter what's up in the front, and it's balanced really well. I mean, I just have never really noticed. Like I've never got to the end of the day, and I'm like, God, I got, can't wait to get this watch off. <laughs> you know, from, your left from, arm gonna be like, yeah, it's not one of those big bulky things where you're gonna get more muscle on your left side. Uh, yeah, you know, here's no, here's I what's I ordered. You know, I had an extra one that I shipped back to Amazon, which, by the way, as soon as that thing hits the tracking, the shipping tracking, they instantly refund your money. So that was oh. interesting. Like I took it to the UPS store, set it on the counter, and said, these are you know these are prepaid, ready to go. He said, all right, thanks. He was helping a customer. I got in the car, and on on my surf on my um, band, I got the the message from Amazon. You've been the, your money's been refunded, and so wow. he must have taken those boxes, scanned it, and that scanning must have been enough for Amazon to issue the refund. So that was um, that They've was pretty, cool. pretty quick on that. I've only done oh, one. Yeah. yeah, they got, they have yeah. oodles of money there at Amazon, but the um, I I gotten two, and I said to Sarah, hey, I got an extra one. Do you want it? She's like, God, no. <laughs> so, really? Still yeah, not I mean, on board. Not, okay. didn't even hesitate. Like, no, not so. Um, not the chick. Maybe not the chick thing. Uh, other Jim asks, have you run with the band? I have not. I have not run with it yet. Now I have. I've done. I've run stairs. Uh, I've run. I've done a a couple of elliptical workouts and a bike workout. So I just haven't physically. My hips aren't in great shape at the moment. So I'm doing alternate things. It feels great during the workout. It just, it hugs your wrist. It's the most comfortable band. It's like a loving friend just hugging your wrist. It is, and it goes, go faster, Jim. Go faster. We love you. Go faster, fat man. 
That's pretty much what it's saying to me. A circle of love right on your wrist. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. A circle of love. Well, Hannah, before our dog ate it, I had gotten her one of the Fitbits that had the display, and it would show up, um, it showed the time, and then it showed who was calling if someone called your phone. Yep, yep. One basic feature. Hannah fell in love with it. She said at work, it's amazing because she's, you know, in the hospital. She can't be checking her phone but a quick look at the wrist, and she is totally down um, to try out a wearable. So I'm thinking um, sometime soon whenever I get my next one or whatever, I think I might just get her one as well. Yeah. I, she's, and in her profession actually makes a lot of sense. You know, yeah, for me, no. yeah. you know, when you're in a business workplace, you can kind of check, you have a little more liberty yeah. to check your phone and stuff like that. But uh, but you'd be surprised. Uh, I've been doing interviews all week. And so you're, you know, I'm talking to people and interviewing them and the phone will buzz and you just give it a quick look and you look back up and it's not like you're checking your phone. Right. You know, and you just kind of go, you don't have to, but I do. I'll take a quick peek at it and then go back to the conversation. And it's slick. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sold on notifications on your watch. And I am too. Have you noticed now that you wear factor. it? Yeah. Yeah, have you noticed now that you wear it and you use this for your notifications, have you noticed that you notice people checking their phone more? Like, in a meeting, I can look down at my wrist, so I will. I notice a lot more now people checking their phone on time. And I'm like, yeah. because I don't do it anymore. It's almost yeah. like, you know, when you have a car, when you get a new car that's red, you notice all the other red cars. Well, when you stop having one, you still, you know, you notice that sort of stuff. Yeah. So when I stop checking my phone, I noticed how much other people do it. Uh, Ken did ask if it's the white box behind me, my Q-Dup. No, that's my Airport Extreme. That's my wireless router. It's the black box, really slim, right behind it, about the size of a really tiny Sony it's DVD good looking. player. It's a oh, good it's a, looking. It's box. a good looking box. It's really good looking. Yeah. They're uh, the discs are side by side, not vertical, uh, and they're so they're flat, laying side by side. So it's about if you just take two hard drives and lay them side by side, that's about how big it is. And uh, I, I like the form factor. I thought I would miss it being vertical because it does take up more space on the desk, but it's such a good looking device. I don't care having it out. So kind of nice. No. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm pretty content with the band. I mean, I, it's pricey. Two fifty is too much. One ninety nine would have been awesome, right? Yeah. So that that I think the 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 price at two fifty is a little bit of a con. I've been surprised by the notifications. I love the workout mode. Um, it, it was it's pretty accurate in the stairwell. Not a hundred stairs are super hard, and so I think I ran forty flights of stairs the other day, and it, it counted them as thirty. So not not the, I have to still mess with it. That's the very first time I've done it, and you know who knows. Two fifty though is still a killer. You know when you're talking about competitive, you're a killer to the Apple Watch. Yeah. Starting at starting at three fifty, and if you're a male, you pretty much need the four hundred dollar one because you need the bigger forty two millimeter, the bigger size. So, yeah. So uh, yeah. No. Very cool. Yeah. And I, when it I, works just as well on the iPhone as probably the Apple Watch does, that's even a bigger. It works great so. on the iPhone. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's dynamite. There's never any, just no issues with it. I, it would be cool if it paired got if I got like battery notifications. And there's some things you can set up. And I, I have a feeling the longer we go, the more we're gonna get with it. There'll be some more updates coming as people start working the SDKs and start doing some of the things that come with it. So I hope it sells as well as uh, as the other watches do for Microsoft. And yeah, did I talk about using my Pebble for golf? I think I did. Yeah, you did. Okay. You did. And yeah, there's a golf app for this too. I was going to ask, like those sort of features, I'm sure those will, and they'll probably yeah. be coming more often as the, as yeah. more time to develop for it. So. Yeah. You know, if you go, if you go into the, if you just go into the app here, let's see if I can show it. The good news is, is it's not white. So you can, I can show, well, I just said that and now you can't see it. There we go. So there's the app uh, laid out here. Now it hasn't, it's syncing and I haven't, I haven't, I guess I have not uh, done any syncing all day. So it's going to catch up. But here's one of those things. So let's just go to the sleep. And I'll give you a, show you a little graph. Hopefully you can see this uh, from yesterday. So here's the, I didn't have very good sleep last night. So you can kind of see, uh, let's hold that up there. So I slept for seven hours and six minutes. Only 41 minutes of it were deep sleep uh, in there. And then uh, light sleep, six hours and 25 minutes of light sleep. I'm probably giving away a ton of personal information about myself on this thing. Your insurance uh, company is watching saying, Jim, we're going to cut you. Yeah, it took me 14. I woke up seven times. Time. It took me 14 minutes to fall asleep. My resting heart rate while I was sleeping was 52, 52 beats per minute, which is interesting. And then uh, the calories burn. You, you know, you don't think about this, but you burn calories when you're sleeping. 679 calories burned all that just on the app. Wow. So nice. pretty cool. Yeah. No, I'm impressed. It's like... 
this is cool. This is why you wait with Microsoft. This is why you wait for version two, uh, because it always it always gets better, and uh, including Windows. And don't forget to uh, update your Windows. I I, I was going to say on the Microsoft website they say what's new. They say that the Microsoft Edge is better for browsing. Right right now, Edge is not separate from the OS uh, as far as updates are going. I asked them about that when I was in Redmond, and so now no, they're still only updating the browser when they update the OS. Uh, it's got an improved photo gallery that's out there, and then better multitasking. So those are the kind of the highlights. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff under the hood out there as well. Well, I remind you if you have questions, comments, or contributions, of course you can email those to me. Send me that email, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Let me know if you like the new shorter intro up front. Uh, I'd be interested just for some of the hardcore listeners if that even matters to you. Many, many of you maybe, and throw it in chat as you're listening. Most of you may be forward past that. It was four minutes. It was taking me four minutes to get to the topic. And I, when he said that, I, Joel said that to me. I was like, eh, he's probably right. So uh, if you do have comments and want to send those to me, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Jay Collison. Mike, how do they, what's the best Twitter account for you? How do they follow you if they want to follow you on Twitter? Uh, at UyghurTech. At UyghurTech is the best one. tech yep. And of course, uh, I want to say thanks to Talk.to. They and I think I got to still have a T-shirt. I got to get to you, Mike. That'd be awesome. So we got to get that done. Uh, are you large or medium or extra large? I'm a large. Large. Okay. Let's see what I got. And uh, so the Talk.to sponsored my trip out to Washington. So I uh, want to thank them for doing that. I have not been out there as much recently, just because I haven't had a lot of time. But if you ever see that red Talk to Jim on the site that's available, I think I have a shut off right now, so I don't think you can bother me. But if it's available. Uh, you can just chat with me, and uh, we would. Uh, it's a great way to do it. And I use the same thing. So if you're on yeah. 2980network.com or UyghurTech.com, which UyghurTech's kind of a, there hasn't been much added there lately. Uh, <laughs> it's just mainly tutorial videos now. Everything's yeah. moved over to 2980network.com, but I, I have the same thing up. So isn't it funny how things change? Well. Absolutely free. A little JavaScript. You add to your own website. So if you want to give that a try, let them know when you when you're signing up. Let them know that. Uh, Send them an email and say you heard about them here at TheAverageGuy.tv. And, of course, TheAverageGuy.tv is platform, both web and media hostings, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and trust. And uh, that's Christian's platform. So for more, for more information, head over to MapleGrovePartners.com. Don't forget, you can also listen to Home Gadget Geeks on Android and iPhone, both live and the recorded versions, all in a single app. Go to HomeGadgetGeeks.com. That's the easiest way to find it. Don't go to the stores. I've been saying that. I was like, duh. Go to HomeGadgetGeeks.com, and uh, we have uh, links to both those apps. No Windows Phone app, but for Android and for iPhone, they're out there. Give it a shot. We want to thank LastPass for sponsoring us as well. A couple comments coming in from the chat room. Lopta said, Jim, I didn't find the intro obtrusive before. Not that I'd complain about a shorter one. <laughs> so good enough, and uh, we we will. Uh, for, for some of you, you know what? For some of the long you longtime listeners who listen to me every week, uh, you don't care. You you figured out ways around it, or I tried to always weave in those so they were more conversational than they were a commercial. Um, but we are definitely, you know, I'm picking up a few sponsors, and I'm trying to weave this stuff in without it being the Leo Laporte five minute commercial. So um, I appreciate the feedback that you give to me. We're live out here every Thursday. Just about every Thursday. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up here shortly. I should look uh, and see what uh, what the schedule looks like. Although if you're listening in a time-shifted mode, you just don't really care. But um, I know, I think... Oh, next week, John Larson, a buddy of mine from Omaha. So it'll be an Omaha trifecta again. John has this really... He's a gadget guy, so he's, he's going to be a lot of fun. But John has this camera gadget. It is literally the size of a cap for a lens cap for a 35 millimeter camera, right? You know, that little lens cap? Okay, so think of that, and think of it as about that thick, right? That's the camera, and then you, you wow. pair it via Bluetooth with a phone, and the phone becomes the rain, the you know, the viewfinder for it, and you take pictures off your phone, and you can connect it to any 35-millimeter lens. So you can put some really cool lenses on it and do some stuff. So John's going to be with us next week, and uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. He's going to walk us through, and then we'll talk We'll talk some more about his gadgets. So make sure you don't miss next week. And then Thanksgiving, we're off. No Thanksgiving show. I'll stick something else in there. December 3rd, really important day because, Mike, you weren't here, but that's our five-year anniversary for Home Tech, right, the old original yeah. Home Tech. 
Five years I ago. I didn't know you existed. I was. I was. I don't know what I was doing five years you ago. Were in high school, man. No, I was in college. Okay. Well. Yeah. Right. You're not that. I'm not, not that young. young. Come on. <laughs> For God's sakes, you are in law school. Yeah. So, uh, but it's um, well, Christian was in in uh, high school for sure when we got started. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm hoping to get Andrew Morris back and Christian Johnson, and we're gonna we'll celebrate a little bit of the old days. Uh, Michael, join us as well on that day, and we'll talk about the five year anniversary, and uh, and then just move on with Christmas stuff. We've got some Christmas bonanza shows coming up on uh, December 10th and December 17th. I'd actually like to use Blab. And allow audience participation on things you're buying for Christmas. So I think those are Mike. I think those two shows we're going to take over to Blab exclusively, and okay. you and I are gonna we are going to um, moderate it, and we're going to ask you guys to come on the show and tell us what your. Oh, I just got an alert on my phone. Something just came in. Um, see, that's the part you get distracted with it when it when it comes in. Um, and so be thinking about it. Be thinking about the gadgets you want to come on. We'll moderate it. Jump on uh, on Blab. You can tell us about it and then jump back off. And I think that'll be, be fun. Right for after two my weeks. last final, I will be the happiest person. Oh, dude, how fun will that be? Oh, I'm so, so excited to be done. <laughs> so watch uh, uh, watch for the invites coming in. We'll love to love to have you jump in and tell us what you're uh, what you're hoping for for Christmas or the just anything. It's just we're gonna just open it up and uh, make it available for you guys to jump in and. Uh, we appreciate, uh, Tony says, show just fine as it is. So maybe he, he's okay with the four minutes it takes me to get into the intro. But I don't know. Tonight, what do you think? What do you think of changing, putting that stuff in the back, shortening it up, Mike? What do you think? Yeah, I thought it worked out great. Yeah. Got like to the it. point a little bit quicker. and Especially, yeah. I think it will affect YouTube numbers. I think when you get the random people who catch a title that they really want to see and they jump in, you know, half of the intro time helps out. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good to shake things up, you know? Just try stuff different. So, uh, and we'll try Blab for two weeks in a row in December, and uh, and you will help us power the show. So we're out here Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. And uh, with that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.